This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events. Join us June 6th through the 8th for a robust and convenient learning experience featuring education from industry leaders covering a wide variety of challenges facing medical practices today. MGMA Summit is a signature online event that allows you to take control of your journey by attending live or by accessing the sessions at your own pace until July 8th. Go to mgma.com events to learn more and to register today. Healthcare is complicated, but you don't have to navigate the complexities alone. Care Allies collaborates with physician organizations to solve some of the toughest challenges on the path to value-based care. As your organization works to effectively manage your more vulnerable patient populations, enhance outcomes, and improve data analytics, Care Allies brings the people, technology, and processes to support you so you can focus on practicing medicine. Visit careallies.com to see how they can help to radically simplify value-based care. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Daniel Williams, Senior Editor of MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. Today, we welcome Matt Griswold to the show. Matt is a keynote speaker with People-Centric Consulting Group, and he's here today to talk about making the case for financial transparency. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello, Daniel. I appreciate the invite. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Now, before we take a deep dive into that topic of financial transparency, I just wanted to ask you a question about keynote speaking. Did you stay up late at night as a kid dreaming about being a keynote speaker? Have you always had that in your blood or what? what's the origin story here? You know, oddly enough, uh, kind of. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm one of those stereotypical extroverted individuals that just enjoy being in front of people. Um, you know, I, I, I was benefit, I, I was a benefactor, I guess, of uh, working for a previous organization that really invested in, in trainers, facilitators, really in, invested uh, in how do you facilitate a group of people? How do you engage a group of people? And so uh, I've always, um, you know, had that knack for being uh, wanting to be in front of people. And, and I think as long as you have something that people want to hear, then, then maybe that's the avenue that you should go. You have a gift for engaging people and some, and people want to hear it, then, then yeah, let's, let's do it. The more people, the better. Let's do it. <laughs> well, let's take that to the next step. Then if we have any aspiring speakers, whether they want to be keynote speakers <laughs> yeah. or just speak in public, what's some advice, what, what's kind of those first steps if they want to be a better speaker? You know, oddly enough, I get this question quite a bit. You know, we travel around and, and I speak at a lot of different conferences. And and it's one thing I always appreciate the people that come up to you and say, gosh, you're very entertaining. Boy, oh, that was that was great. Great, great, uh, great stuff. You're very entertaining. And I think that's I think that's wonderful feedback. But at the same time, you want to have substance to what it is that you're entertaining people about, right? It's a different job than just being a comedian. Um, you, we can be funny. We can be engaging. But 
you also have to have something that people want to hear. And so when people ask me that, uh, I say, man, they, you know, if you've ever been in sales before, you know, they buy you as much as they're buying the product. And similarly with Keynote, uh, you have to be kind of interesting to, uh, you know, maintain their, their focus for that long. Uh, but you also have to have something they want to hear. So be engaging and bring a message. And I think that's a recipe for success. Awesome. Love that. Um, all right. Well, let's get to this topic making the case for financial transparency. First, just define it for us. I mean, what are we talking about here? What is financial trans transparency? You know, as people-centric consulting group, we are we we cover the country working with lots of different types of organizations. We work on building on the people culture process side of every organization. Culture is one of those soft words that's, you know, we just want people to be happy or, you know what, half day Fridays will do it. And that's that's not true. I mean, people are trying to crack the code on how do I build an engaged workforce and this culture that people want to be in. Um, and this idea of financial literacy is one of the pieces of the puzzle that we bring to organizations as we're working with them. The financial transparency is, is really what, what it sounds like. A lot of times with organizations, those finances, first of all, are not understood well, uh, even by the top executives. Um, you know, and, and second of all, they're not transparently uh, relayed throughout the organization, which is kind of funny whenever we're relying on these frontline folks to help us accomplish these wonderful things that we're trying to do as an organization, we probably want to equip them with as much information as we can. So I always tell people, you know, when we're giving this particular talk that uh, you do not, as executive, just real talk, you don't get to be upset at your folks for not making smart financial decisions if you do not equip them with enough information to make smart financial decisions. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So the financial part of this, though, what are we talking about? I mean, are we talking about how much the money, how much money the company brings in, how much, uh, you know, they should be charging? I mean, what, what kind of financial aspects in a practice should the front desk person know about or should the provider know about? Anybody along the lines there, what should they know? You know, any, anything that we do working with organizations, we also recognize it's not a one size fits all. Uh, okay. one, what hurts for one organization might not hurt for another organization. Similarly, as we are working with an organization to help develop those KPIs, those key performance indicators, what one organization might be focused on is, is maybe a little bit different uh, than another organization. And so I think the most important part when we're working on uh, this, this idea of that tra financial transparency is first, understanding where the money comes from, okay. uh, but then also understanding if I'm the frontline receptionist, and we can talk about this in just a bit, but if I'm the frontline receptionist at the at the organization, I need to have some sort of a clarity of how do we make money at this place? How, do, how does my job here at the front desk, how do I impact some of those bottom line things? And the reality is they do. Those frontline workers are impacting a line somewhere, and the lack of transparency does not allow them to help impact that line in a positive way if they do not have an idea or a real, uh, you know, we use great game of business, we're great game of business implementers, which is where a lot of this uh, comes from. But if they don't have a line of sight, which is a great game of business uh, uh, term there, but if they don't have, have that, if they cannot connect what I do versus how that impacts the overall number or goals that we're trying to achieve, um, then you just see a real disconnect. And you see that disconnect in the form of, it almost looks like they're lazy. They don't care, uh, you know, and, and the reality is they don't care as much about the things that, that the leaders of the organization do care about. They're thinking about it differently, 
But I also think that we don't do a good enough job of bringing them along for the ride so that they do care about those things that are important. So to answer your question, well, what should I be looking at? Um, that might be different depending on the organization. Uh, but one of those big lines is, is focusing on, on um, profit instead of just revenue um, as, as well. So, you know, the revenue, the money that we're bringing in overall versus the profit, what do we have at the end of the day? Um, mm -hmm. After the expenses are all paid, and I, and I, you know, I, I would guarantee you that those frontline workers do not have a good grip on what are the expenses? How much does it take to run this place? Um, how can I impact that too? And so that's that's really what we're talking about. Okay. So how are practices getting it wrong in translating this financial literacy to the employees? Are they not bringing it up at all or not enough? Or are they just not good in displaying and, and portraying the information that they need to get to the employees? You know, I think some organizations do it well. Uh, but to answer your question, the most part, for the most part, are they not doing those things well? The answer is correct. Uh, they're they're not like I see a lot of those things where that that might fall through. The, the, we're not talking about it at all, except for maybe that boardroom. There might maybe the board or you know if it's a physician owned clinic, might be that group that's talking about the finances, but it doesn't ever filter its way to those frontline people. Or Daniel, how many times have you been a part of, or maybe have heard horror stories of a financial meeting where the CFO, the revenue officer, is there and they are reading through the PNL, they are reading through the financials, and everybody might be agreeing, going, mm, yeah. Yes, absolutely. But the truth is they lost them 30 minutes ago. I don't know right. what half of those things mean. And so when we're talking about financial transparency, we're also talking about financial literacy. Okay. Um, we need to help define some of these terms for our workers. Uh, there, there needs to be a baseline of understanding, a baseline of education. And then uh, you kind of brought it up, but then from there, let's create some key performance indicators. What are the numbers that matter? How do I help you employee draw a line to how you impact that? And now let's create some dashboards that we can meet on a regular basis, just a quick huddle to see you know, how we're doing. Uh, I might even give you, Daniel, some responsibility over a certain line to say, hey, your job is to watch this area here. Mm -hmm. Each week, I'm going to ask you where you think we are, where you think we're headed, where you think we're going to end up. And we're really trying to bring a proactive approach to that financial literacy instead of waiting till the end of the month. And how many meetings have you been a part of like this? Good job. We made money. Or bad job. We lost money. But there's never a, well, how did, how did we make money or why did we lose money? Um, and so it's really a deeper conversation and to give our employees credit for being able to understand that conversation too. Okay. You were already getting to it, uh, but I do want to follow up then. So let's say we have put this in place. We've got a financial literacy program. We're transparent about the finances. How does that benefit both the individual and the company itself? You know, I, I think this is, gosh, there's story after story after story of us that, that I could share. And I know we only have so, so long, but I'm going to share an example. And I'm going to use myself as an example. And this okay. is something that, you know, we say during the presentation as well. But before people-centric, before we started actually doing this, we actually implement this as well as an organization. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying do this, you should do this. This is also what we do. Uh, but I'll, I'll share, I'll share it a non-healthcare industry related example of why this is important. Um, I, for instance, we, when we first started playing this, uh, we thought, okay, so what is that number that we need to get to as an organization? We're a small business. What is that number as, a, as an organization that we need to get to before we can hire a new administrative assistant? Everybody wanted an administrative assistant. 
what number do we need to get to financially to where we feel comfortable? And we would see this. We would, we would talk about it weekly and we agreed upon this number. Once we achieve this much in a revenue line there, then we feel like we might be able to, to sustain that administrative assistant. Then we'll be ready to hire. Everybody knew it. And myself, uh, being the person that was traveling around the country and speaking to different events and working with different clients, this is a few years ago, but I was frustrated at the idea that I could not get on Wi-Fi everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted a Wi-Fi data card so I could be real-time responsive. And so I went to my my boss, Don Harkey, uh, who was on stage with me uh, in Orlando there for MGMA, but we give this talk quite a bit. Uh, and I went to him, the CEO of the company. I said, I would like a, a Wi-Fi data card so I can get online. Now, mm -hmm. to Don's credit, he said, okay, let me go check it out. So he goes to the store, small business again, right? Goes to the store and he comes back and he says, good news. Everybody can have their own Wi-Fi data card. It's $200 per month per person. And I will go ahead and get them. The next question is, do you want them? And our answer at that time was, no, no, we do not want them. We voted unanimously not to have it. And the reality was, if we had, the reason why we voted no is because that was going to impact the administrative assistant role. And that was going to push that further behind when we all really wanted that. The, the, the fruit of a conversation like that is, man, your employees, whoever this is that's listening to these uh, podcasts here, your employees are kind of blindly making those decisions, or they're going to come to the office and they're going to go, we need you to buy this. And you're going, these people don't care. These people don't care. They, they think I have a vault full of money. Uh, they don't care. But the reality is they don't know. I didn't know. Uh, I asked for the data card if I did not know where we were financially. And he said, you want the data card? We absolutely hooked me up with a data card. But because I was equipped with that information, it's funny how the answer was no. I think we don't give our employees enough credit for wanting to help the uh, leadership of the organization succeed. Uh, I think leadership of the organization thinks that I can't tell them how much money we're making because then they're going to want raises. I can't tell them that we're losing money because then they're all going to quit. Uh, and we feel like we're handcuffed to that reality. But the real reality is, no, no, no. If if I'm an engaged employee and we're not doing well, I want to know how to help you do better. Um, you know, th those are the those are the types of conversations that we want to get to have. But that's a real life example, I guess, not industry related, but um, but a real life example of why that uh, matters to the employee and to the organization overall. Okay, love that story. So let's think about the ways to get this information out then, because you could have leaders who are doing their best, like you're, you were given that example. We've all been in those meetings where the executive team is going through a uh, you know, a uh, revenue sheet, so to yep. speak, and their P&Ls and, and just people's eyes are glazing over. So <laughs> what are some of the best ways then to share this financial information where it's digestible to just normal people in the office? I mean, obviously, if you're in the, uh, you're talking to the financial department, as you were saying earlier, you're going to talk to them a little bit differently than you might be some people who are in customer service or whatever the department right. might be. So Let's just talk about what are those best ways to share the information and get it there and really connect with people. Uh, no, I love the question, Daniel. I think you're I think you're on on track there, right? We have to make this kind of easily digestible for the audience that we're talking to. And on, honestly, easily digestible 
so we can help maybe create some goals and we all understand where we are. So we're rowing in the mm-hmm. same direction. Um, but I think I think we start with a little financial literacy. Let's just define some of the terms here. What is it that we're looking at? Uh, you know, it reminds me, I, I was doing a, a leadership development for department heads of a city. The department heads all came around the table. And before we started, the, uh, the city administrator goes, Matt, before you start, and he passes out budget sheets to everybody. And he goes, okay, just a reminder, you guys have two weeks, turn those back in. And I, and he goes, okay, go ahead, Matt. And I'm looking at the audience here, the department heads, and it was like they were looking at the sheet and then maybe like turning it upside down. And they were looking at the sheet and looking at like, maybe you have the answers to my person on the left and right. And I asked each person, I said, before I start, I know that they just passed around the budget sheets. Do you guys know do you guys know what they're asking? Do you know what you're looking at? And the majority of the room did not. And I think right. that's telling. Even in a leadership position, some of the some of you folks listening right now, you might be in leadership positions going, I know I'm expected to know some of this stuff, but I but I don't. I don't mm-hmm. really understand it. So let's create a space where people can ask some of these questions. Let's create some financial literacy and maybe define some of the terms and why those are important. Um, and then let's help draw that line aside to that, you know, what when let's help draw what success looks like to each of those different departments or each of those individuals. You know, part of the feedback, Daniel, that we got from Orlando, somebody, and I love it. Thank you for the feedback. Somebody said, this seems like it's harder to implement in large organizations, right? Small okay. business, I could do that. Large organizations, though. You know, I, I understand why we would say that, but the reality of it is, okay, so the overall, overall organization is going to have some a, a budget, right? But so in a larger organization, each one of those departments is going to have a budget too. So how do I work within the budget of the department? How do I help if I'm the department head? I don't, I'm not the CEO, but I'm the department head. You're working on a budget the same way. Let's help create some some transparency for your folks and literacy for your folks. Let's help define KPIs for you and your department that also help and tie to the overall goals and objectives of the organization. And then let's create ownership. So let's say, hey, you three people, uh, this is your role. You're kind of in this place. I want you to own this line. I want you to own this line. For us, just candidly, for people-centric, I own the line of uh, consulting fees and speaking fees and things like that. Like, Matt, how much are we anticipating in speaking fees? How much are we anticipating in consulting projects? And, And each week, I give an account for that. But that's my world. So how do I how do I engage the folks and bring them to the table? You engage them and bring them to the table, um, but you also have to help define some of those things uh, so they know what they're looking at too. I think your highly engaged employees want that. They mm-hmm. want some stake in the game and they want some ownership over some of those things. Just another way to be able to create buy-in towards retention. Okay. Before we sign off, I did want to ask you, are there resources, are there tools, is there somewhere you can point our listeners to who might just flat out want to know more about financial transparency and financial literacy. You know, I gave Great Game of Business a a shout out there just a little bit ago. It's literally a book. It's called The Great Game of Business. We're certified implementers in that too. Um, And I think that might be a a good place to start. You can also just, you know, reach out to us for lack of a better thing. But but, uh, Great Game of Business is something that we point to quite a bit. and, And we love to help organizations implement that as well. Tell us about that again. Then what is Great Game of Business? What does it talk about? What's its great, theme? Great, great Game of Business is the idea of open book transparency, open book financials. Uh, the, the It's it's the story of Jack Stack, who's the owner of SRC and based in Springfield, Missouri. And, and uh, you know, it was, was I don't want to give it away, but, but was faced with the reality of showing up to a financial meeting all the time going, we're failing, we're failing, we're failing. 
well, how do I proactively get in front of this? How do I start forward forecasting? How do I create a dashboard and get my people involved and start forward forecasting where I think we're going to be so we can ebb and flow as we, um, you know, we can pivot as we go forward through the month instead of just waiting for the month to be over to see where we are. We're going to not just involve the top uh, the top tier folks, but we're going to involve the frontline workers too who are really impacting this. And we want to help them understand the impact too. You know, I, I equate it to, um, you know, on the PowerPoint, there's some slides of uh, of like Tiger Woods that starts and Tiger Woods is down and he's reading a putt. And I asked the room all the time, like, how many of you are golfers? Okay, great. What is Tiger doing? He's trying to read the lie. What's he reading? Like, is it going to go left? Is it going to go right? Is it up or down? Like, where are we going? The next one is Vajegas. And I don't know if you if you know Vajegas, but he is he would almost lay on the green. Like, the next, oh, he's yeah. getting a real close right. look. Uh, the next picture is sometimes you got to have your caddy over there. And it's a picture of a golfer with the caddy going, am I reading this right? Like now we have two sets of eyes. And then the last picture I share is really a picture of what we're hoping to do with this idea. It's a four person scramble. And if you've ever played in a four person scramble, one person is about to putt and you have three of your teammates watching behind you. So that way they see where the putt went. And the next person that comes up, oh, you pulled it a little left. I'm going to start it a little more right. They're making an adjustment on the fly. The way we handle financials now is almost like you're playing a four-man scramble, but those three people right before you put it all turn their backs so they have no idea where, where it went or what they're doing. And then the next person's like, I'll just give it the old college try and try it again. But they're not any smarter because they weren't a part of the process either. They didn't get a read of it. They didn't get a lay of the land. Um, and that's really what the idea is there. So how do we engage the folks to be able to have a seat at the table, give them some financial literacy, some financial transparency. And I bet they shock you. I bet they, they, they want to help you succeed. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. You're welcome. I appreciate the invite again. Thank you so much, Daniel. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of MGMA's Insights Podcast. Thanks again to Matt Griswold. He's a keynote speaker with People Concentric Consulting Group. And you can hear Matt and co-presenter Don Harkey speak on this topic of making the case for financial transparency at MGMA Summit Digital Event, Tuesday, June the 6th. Go to mgma.com slash events to learn more and to register. And thanks to you for being a loyal listener to the MGMA Podcast Network. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.